Welcome to episode one of Story Beats. This is a, a new format where we... I should probably introduce... Yeah, you might. Right? It might be decent of you, you know. Um, who who are you, other voice? <laughs> my name is Julian, and I am your friend. <laughs> <laughs> and my name's Nate. We are going to share with you some of our favourite songs and produce some improvised narratives mm-hmm. based on what we hear. So, Julian, the inaugural song, you chose this one. What's mm-hmm. it called? Who's the, it by? It's called Another New World, and it's by a group called The Punch Brothers. And what about this song made you want to um, turn into a track? When I, when I first heard it, it had a strong emotional impact for me. Like I could really feel the emotion being conveyed in the song, and it has, um, it it tells already by itself. It tells, I think, a really strong, a really nice story, as well. And the the guy that uh, does the mandolin on it is crazy talented. Uh, Chris Style, look him up. Great stuff. themselves what I would do next after all that I found in my travels around the world was there anything left gentlemen I said I've studied the charts and if what I'm thinking is right there's another new world at the top of the world for the first one who breaks through the ice and I looked around the room so the title of the story you've also chosen. Mm-hmm. What are we? What? 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 What are, we, what are you going to kick us off with here? <laughs> so I'm going to kick us off with the title of the last journey. It's a shame when things come to an end. The last journey was going to be taken by two friends. Simon, a rather rambunctious fellow, and his analytical friend, James. They set sail in a small boat made from the remains of the Annabellis that they'd found washed up amongst some ice. Simon, who'd originally suggested the trip, was very excited. He took his friend James, who was a lot more hesitant, down to the shore. Come on, James. This will be fun. We're going to have a great adventure, like we always dreamed of. Like all the ones that we've had before. But this one is going to be bigger. And it's going to finally show us what we need to see. 
Simon looked at James. He asked, What is it that we need to see? Well, that's the point of the journey, silly. You can't know what you need to see before you go on the journey, else there would be no point in undertaking the journey. James, I see where you're coming from. We've spent the last year building up the, all these supplies. And it's taken over our homes. It's taken over everything in our lives. You threw away all the maps. You threw away all the sailing equipment. We're not going to know where we're going. Exactly. Isn't it great? If we knew where we were going, we would probably arrive at where we set out to be. And you know what my grandfather always said. If you know where you're going before traveling, there will be no surprises and nothing to learn. That night, the two friends set sail in their ship full of supplies with no, no equipment to help them judge where they were going. They were on a pure adventure with no idea where, where they were even headed. Simon stands out on deck, turns to James and says, You're right. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> right? Didn't I tell you? And see, we've always almost lost sight of the shoreline. Soon we'll be out on open sea, free to be swept around by the winds to take us to new worlds. New worlds? James, I... Are we not coming back? Maybe someday. But... Let's not worry about that right now. You see, I think, I think that all these great explorers that we learned about in school and read about at home, they always set out with a goal. They wanted to find a new world or circumvent the planet. No one's ever really tried to not find anything, and then stumbled upon something. Simon pondered this metaphysical, odd thing that James had told him. James had always been an analytical guy. His bookcases full of philosophers and, and political writers. He'd always kind of struggled to understand what James was about. The whole reason why Simon had decided to come on this journey in the first place was to understand his friend better. So he asked his friend a question. As the night fell and the fog came, he turned to James and he said, James, in an ideal world, what is it that we're going to find? James pondered this for a moment. He'd tried already to make it clear to Simon why he had taken him on this trip. Um, he had many reasons for this. He wanted to strengthen their friendship. He wanted to truly find something that he couldn't even imagine yet. And he knew that he couldn't do it alone. But it wasn't an easy question to answer. So for now, he just said, Simon, I'm really not sure. I think in the ideal world, we will find a country that hasn't been discovered yet. A culture that is unseen by anyone before us, that may teach us things that 
no scholar, no great theorist, no great scientist has ever imagined before. Something truly new. It was at this moment that a great storm started brewing on the horizon. They could see the clouds darkening and lightning striking from the heavens. There would still be time to turn the ship around. Simon looked at James and he said, James, this will be our first test. I want to find this new world with you. I'm so glad you're saying that, Simon. I think if we stick together, we'll be able to do it. The thing is, James, whilst you were reading all these books about philosophers and politics and culture and learning so much about the world, I was learning everything except how to sail. Oh no. I thought... I thought... You don't know how to sail? I thought you were the practical. The practical, hands-on person here? I was learning how to cook, James. Oh. I was learning how to cook. I was learning survival skills. I was learning everything except sailing. Except sailing. Yes. Well, I'm pretty sure if we put up the sails and let the wind take us, maybe we'll eventually end up where we need to go. That was what you said at the beginning. Exactly. So, oh, this is a lot scarier than I thought at first. Let's, let's, let's go into the storm. Let's go into the storm. The two friends rapidly set about unfurling the, the ship's sails. They, they tied all of their supplies down and waited in terror as the wind started picking up. The lightning started shooting from the sky and the thunder got even louder. James! James, you... Reassure me. Help, 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 help me. Help, help me understand. Help me understand that it will be worth it. It's, it's it's gonna be all right. It's it's all going to be to be worth it, Simon. You see, the the as my grandfather always told me, the the worth of a journey is directly proportional to the danger in which you put yourself on this path. The boat starts rocking. The boat starts rocking from side to side. The two are flung around, and suddenly, without a moment's pause, Simon splashes over onto the side. Simon! No! No! James frantically looks around the boat for anything he could use and finds a, a, a piece of rope that he snatches up and throws overboard in Simon's direction. But the sea suddenly becomes calm. Everything is tranquil. James looks around and he's in... A new world of sorts. The rope dangles limply over the side. Around him is a strange purple light. All around him he can see the storm, but it's almost like it doesn't affect him anymore. And then he sees a tugging on the rope. What hung limply by the side of the boat has now been taught, almost sending a message by how it's being pulled. Accompanying this strange new circumstance is also an inner calm. 
James looks around and sees the storm, but isn't really worried anymore. After the tugging on the rope, he first tries to pull it, thinking that Simon finally latched on. But the rope won't give. It just stays taut and keeps tugging. tugging. So thinking it's the only thing else that he can do now, he starts following the rope down into the water, climbing it down the side of the ship. It supports him all the way until he reaches the surface of the completely calm sea. This is the moment, James thinks. This is it. This is the sign, right? If I'm going to find a new world, I have to do what terrifies me. I have to plunge into the, the depths of this, this dark and mysterious place. If I'm going to find anything new, this is it. This is my chance. James smiles at the the metaphor that he's about to enact himself takes a deep breath and plunges into the water underwater it's like he's in a different world already the sea around him is calm all he can see is the underside of the boat above him and a faint yellow light seemingly emanating from below, from where the rope is going. So he grabs hold of the rope underwater again, which is now a lot longer than he remembered. And he starts pulling himself along it, going further down towards the ocean bed. Descending deeper and deeper, the light stays the same brightness as the water makes everything around him darker and darker. James starts to panic. He's been underwater for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. He can't remember, but he keeps going. He keeps going. His lungs start to burn. He feels an intense sense of panic building inside him. He needs to reach the light or perish. Panicking like this, he he starts pulling harder and climbing faster, and and all the while trying to keep all the air inside his chest that he had that he has. I I don't think I've ever held my breath for more than thirty seconds. He thinks, as uh, the ache burns in his chest. But he can feel himself getting closer to the light, not really by how it looks, but by how it feels. His limbs start getting warmer. Um, in concordance with how the ache in his chest increases until at some point he can't take it anymore and he gasps for air. The water fills his lungs. It's a sense of both dread and release. He starts to think, this is it. This is it, the new world that I want to discover is death. I'm going to die here. This is it for me. And out from the light, a hand reaches out and grabs his. It's the hand of Simon. James looks at his friend and sees 
Simon show a kind of calm, a kind of contentment that he hasn't seen on his friend since they started this trip. He is not holding on to the rope. Instead, he seems to swim easily, move easily in the water. And Simon opens his mouth and underwater, miraculously, the sound of his friend's voice comes out. It's okay, James. Breathe. We found a new world. Cool. Okay. That worked. <laughs> that worked. Uh, join us next week, in which we will be... Uh, we've got another track lined up. Um, yeah. Tune in, and then we'll... Uh, <laughs> do that See then. what happens then. See what happens then. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Julian. Thank you, Nate. Bye. It's a pleasure. Bye. Bye.